Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. It's somewhat known in the NBA that the Durant prefers going to the Phoenix Suns, and the Suns' offer and what they have to offer right now just isn't that interesting to Brooklyn. Brooklyn is interested in other things. That's why Woj and others talk about potentially needing a third or fourth team in a deal. If you see Scotty with a turnover, Scotty P exploding to the rim. Oh yeah, it's Wednesday, July 6th. It's time to get us some basketball card action. Getting ready for a card show. Maybe you're buying stuff on eBay or maybe you're selling. But dude, hoops and cards, collectors and investors around the world. We are coming to you live or later from Northeast Ohio talking about buying opportunities, how to respond to tough challenges in the market and some ideas that can help you as a collector and investor along the way and yes our theme song has so much more than you ever knew oh yeah what is up people basketball card collectors investors or just podcast listeners who like the NBA for some reason. Like, it is great to be with you today. I'm Gary, the host of Hoops and Cards. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Today's episode is, you know, while Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving hold the entire NBA hostage, waiting to see what deal they will approve of, lest we think, you know, Brooklyn or Phoenix or anybody else is, like, calling the shots here. No, this this is Durant. Just, I don't know what. I don't know what's going to happen, where they're going to wind up, what kind of big package. But the speculation is fun. But if you're a card collector and investor, one of the realities we're facing right now, you guys, is that we are in a, we're in a, not only off season for the NBA, not only down challenging times for the economy here in the U.S., but I think globally when it comes to normal things we usually spend a certain amount of dollars on, now they cost more, and now the gas and transportation cost more, and people are spending less on cards, and the values and prices of cards are going down, and in the meantime, Panini just keeps cranking out products and tops doing the same, but Basketball Prism comes out this week. What I wanted to to talk to you about today is just what's a good mindset for facing a downward market or a tough market? When when I got back into this hobby, I was like, I want a profitable hobby. I want whatever, if I've got an hour or a few hours a week that I can do something fun, recreational, that I, that I enjoy and connects me with others or I make new friends doing or whatever like uh, it would be great if it could make money and and I'll just sports cards has been doing that for me in the last two and a half years but <clears throat> but right now make no mistake about it uh, it's it's a rough time if you are just a casual investor here you 
you have to, when the market is down, the card market, what's already down, then you got the economy down on top of it. And now it's like, I got to be extra cautious with my dollars. I got to be extra prepared to make decisions. Do you want to sell your cards when they're down? No. But do you sometimes need to just cut a loss and sell something because there's something else that's too good of a deal to pass up right now that you got to just, you got to seize this moment, especially in the next three months. What I call buying season has just begun as it's July, what, July 6th? At least when I'm saying these words, it is. I don't know when you're listening to it. That's the beauty of podcasts. You can listen to this wherever you want. You can be in Australia, the Philippines. You can be in Germany. Germany. You can be all over the world. You can even be in Texas. Yeah, Texas. Shout out Houston. Shout out Pete. How's it going, Pete? He probably prefers Peter, and I just like totally did not mean to offend you, my man. Uh, but I, I love that you can you can do basketball cards, listen to podcasts, follow the hobby, follow the NBA from any time, any place, anywhere. And uh, that's that's one of the benefits here. But it seems like no matter where you're at, right now it's down. And I want to talk about five or six things that uh, five or six attitudes or reminders that will just help you make the most of this down market, facing difficult challenges and making good decisions when the market's down. And let me give you a for instance. You know, sometimes when we talk about investing in sports cards or investing in basketball cards, people use financial like stock market terms. They talk about investing and the graphs and the 90-day moving average and what's a buy, what's a sell, what's a hold, you know, and you have these brokers now that <laughs> that basically give grades to sports cards, different cards or players or brands just as if they're stocks. Well, the stock market has been down, been going down and it's been down for several months here. And uh, yesterday I saw I'll just say a stock or a fund that I own a little bit of uh, shares in. I saw that it was lower in the morning, even lower than it had been. So it's at, at its lowest value ever, like in the last two years. Okay, so lowest value ever. And I thought, I thought to myself, man, why am I still holding on to the other shares I have? I thought that for a second. But then I also thought, you know, hey, maybe I should buy some now while it is so down because yeah, you know it's going to bounce back at some point and I'm in this for the long haul like I'm I'm 20, 30 years away from retirement so I'm not going to be so bothered by a downward month, quarter, year two years like overall the global stock market anyway has been going up and up and up and it's had its downturns, it's had recessions, it's had problems, crashes, whatever. So I thought, you know what, maybe I should buy buy some more of those shares yesterday. And I decided not to. I decided not to, and then three hours later, that share was up already like almost $2 a share. And I was like, man, if I had pulled the trigger at, let's just say, 
$20 a share. By by dinner time the same day, I could have made $2 a share. And um, I missed an opportunity because I was uh, maybe conservative, maybe, you know, a little hesitant to buy anything because everything was so down and I missed an opportunity to make 10% in, you know, on my investment to make 10%, $2 out of 20 in just a few hours, hours. I think that's where we're at when it comes to sports cards. I think we have similar decisions where, you know, I can't tell you when the whole market, the whole, the whole value of sports cards is going to go back up. I can't tell you when will say, hey, this this downward slope is over and now it's all growth and up and to the right. I can't tell you that. But what I can tell you is by dinner time, there might be some minor jumps. By the time Kevin Durant gets traded, there might be some opportunity to sell to fans of his new team and people will be buying. By the time NBA training camps start and the new season starts and the new year and the all-star game that we have some bumps to look forward to where a $20 stock may not be back up to $65 like we wish it were. It may not be back to what it was when you bought it. I got a few thoughts on that. We could rabbit trail right there, but we're not going to. We're getting back on, hey, I can't tell you when the whole market's going to rebound, but I can tell you I'm looking at some awesome cards that are, they're going to hit like they're going to hit some low points where you could say, huh, I bet if I buy this for 20, I can sell it for 22 or 24 in a couple days a week. I bet if I buy this for 200 now, I can sell it for 250 to somebody else. The next buyer that logs on because the, the one that's there, the, the cheapest buy that's there is just too, too good to be, you know, too good to pass up. Let's put it that way. So we have some opportunities. Guys, I, I want to give you, uh, for the rest of this episode, some some encouragements. Let's, let's make it five. No, we do a lot of fives. Let's make it six. We'll make it six things, six truths to hang on to in a down market. Six realities. So yeah, what's some advice, some ideas, some strategies for basketball cards in a down market? Here is word to the wise number one. There's no rush. Repeat it after me. There's no rush. I am back at this for two and a half years now. And every time I've thought, oh, I got to get this card before the, what, before it hits the bottom? Before somebody else does, before the market turns back up and the price is up. Like every time I've rushed in to buy a card, I've looked back on it and going like, really? Was it a race? Was it, what was at stake? What did I need to have? What was the fear of missing out or the, what was the pressing concern in my head <laughs> that made me buy or that made me sell? 
at a certain time. I just want you to know and remember, this goes probably for any season, there's no rush. We are in the midst of, at least as basketball fans, basketball card collectors, we're kind of used to the offseason being July, August, September, October. And then when new releases of cards come out, maybe that's that's some exciting news and maybe we hear about trades and training camp, but it's nothing compared to regular season, big games, all-star game and playoffs. So just remind yourself, hey, if you're concerned about the down market, there's no rush. In fact, that would lead me to uh, word to the wise number two or strategy number two. Uh, along with the fact that there's no rush to let you know that here at, at Hoops and Cards we I often emphasize players that I think have uh, profitability or upside in the basketball card market on at least two levels one would be the short term level to say like hey uh, in the next six months I think we're going to see a couple of positive moves in the Zion Williamson market and the Kawhi Leonard market. Now, that's not rocket science. I just named two of the big, huge names of guys that have been injured. They've been out. They're returning, and they're signing contracts, Zion to the max. So I'm I'm pretty sure (laughs) Zion is a great short-term buy. We sometimes call that a flip. I don't know what a flip means to you. For some people, it means I'm buying it now and I'm selling it in two hours at another table at the card show. Like, I don't know. It could be two weeks, two hours, two days, whatever. For me, a a short-term view is, you know, in the next six months, there's some significant profit to be made here. I like to recommend cards that have not only that short-term profitability, but also a long-term profitability, meaning I would say I'm buying and holding if I have to. And that's where I would lean more towards the Kawhi Leonard than the Zion. Because, guys, I don't know that Zion has a long career ahead. I can't tell you that he's not going to get injured again or that he can't promise you that he's ever going to be leading a team to the NBA Finals. So I don't love Zion as an investment as much as I see Kawhi Leonard long-term. People will look back at his career and see multiple championships. They'll see an MVP award. They'll see times when he was the best player on the floor leading Toronto or leading the Spurs or hopefully, in his case, the Clippers next season to a finals appearance. I I think his legacy, there's just a lot more on Kawhi's resume and he's worth holding long term, especially if you can buy him at low rookie graded prices, which we have these days. So, So all that to say... There's no rush. And word number two or advice number two for a down market is, hey, if you're going to buy something, buy something you're willing to hold for a long time. Let me say it again. Buy what you're willing to hold for a long time. Now, I, I would be willing to take risks on a dollar here or $5 card there or a $10 autograph there. But what I'm doing personally with my money is saying, look, I've got to buy a player and a card that I'm happy to hold. You know, if it, if it goes down, stays down the next six months, the next 12 months, I don't care. I really like the cards that I have 
on display on my shelf to remind me, hey, um, I've got some cards that are worth holding on to long-term. Some LeBron James rookie cards, some Darius Garland's. I think he is a long-term superstar career in front of him. But do you get what I'm saying? Buy what you're willing to hold for a long time. Your favorite player, your favorite card. A guy that you know is going to have, or you believe strongly is going to have a fantastic career ahead of him. And so at today's, maybe it's rock bottom prices, we don't know. But even if it, even if you buy now and, it, and the price cuts in half in six weeks, are you still glad you have that card? Because you're thinking, you know what? Hey, what goes around comes around at some Hey, sorry about whatever just happened there. I uh, got a phone call in the middle of recording. Oh, man. So, yeah, there's no rush. Buy what you're willing to hold. And word number three is enjoy what you already have. Like, this would be a good time to take inventory, review, display, go through and celebrate the deals you've already got the cards that you are just excited that you have. I think sometimes we're always so quick to move on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. In fact, as I'm thinking about a card show coming up this weekend, I just yesterday took about five minutes and looked through a lot of the uh, top basketball players that I've collected or invested in, looked through the cards that I have. And I'm like, oh, all those cards that I think I might wanna buy on Saturday, I already have a lot of those. <laughs> number one, it was a good. It, it helped me formulate a better strategy. But number two, it made me just appreciate what I've got and say, you know what? Um, the investments that I currently have, maybe they're down right now, but those are cards that I'm enjoying right now. Enjoying owning, having as part of my collection. Some of them I put in a stack to say, hey, those need to. I don't, I don't care if they're down a little bit. I need to sell some of those, you know, but the rest of those I'm going to keep, you know, now is the time to appreciate what you already have. I think that's a, that's a huge, huge lesson in life. I mean, if you're not content, if you're frustrated, if you're always living from one thrill to the next or one purchase to the next, you might never be happy. You might just be addicted to the chase. You just might be, uh, always concerned with what you don't yet have or what you think you can get. And then once you do, you move on to the next thing. And it's like, no, I I like to enjoy (laughs) the cards. For me, looking through all the Darius Garland cards and all the Tyrese Maxis and, you know, finding some, it actually, it actually made me think, huh, some of these cards that I got uh, and I've, I've had for a while, maybe they've been on eBay and they haven't sold yet. Well, maybe I should just keep them. In fact, there were a few cards that I delisted or I took off of eBay because I'm like, you know what? I actually like having that card and that card. And I don't know why I'd sell this card because it's way down. And, you know, if I saw that card at that price on eBay, I might buy it for myself. You know, and once you get to that point, you're like, okay, I've done a little too much eBay listing. So, so enjoy what you already have. Can you do that? I would just encourage you to do that. You guys have whether you have $5 worth of cards or $50,000 in cards, enjoy what you've got and see this as, as a time to say, you know what? I'm not in a hurry. 
I want to buy cards that I'm going to hold for a while. And here's advice number four. Sell the stuff you don't want to hold for a while. Just sell it and buy other stuff because just just because the stuff you have is down. In fact, um, this was part of my rabbit trail. Here we go. Uh, some of you, maybe you'll encounter a dealer or a sports card seller, if you, or maybe you've thought this way. Hey, um, that card is nowhere near what I paid for it. And like, say you paid 50 bucks for a card and right now it's worth 20 and you don't want to sell it for 20 because you paid 50. Your card has no memory of what you paid for it. That's advice. That's word number four Your or five, whatever. I'm losing count here. Your card has no memory of what you paid for it. It doesn't have an emotional attachment. It doesn't owe you a $30 deficit. What you somehow need to be able to do is to say, all right, my card's worth 20 bucks now. Like, that's just that's just what it is. That Trey Young, Don Russ base rated rookie you've got, that's not even worth 20 bucks right now. They aren't worth what we paid for them. And uh, if you're feeling that way, just I just want you to know, like, I get it. Um, I'm there. We're all there. We're all in this, you know, nosedive to the bottom together, which means everything that everybody has isn't worth what they paid for it. Okay, so you're not that special. But think about it. Think about it. Is what I've got is the $20 value in this card. Is that my best investment of that 20 bucks? Because... I think some of those cards, <clears throat> base cards, <laughs> I think some of those cards, they they, they will probably eventually go up, but they're going to be among the last ones to go up. So I've done this with some of my cards. I've said, yeah, I, I paid double what it's worth now, but you know what? I could use whatever it's worth now towards something that's going to gain value quicker or something that's going to help me level up into better cards. So your cards have no memory of what you paid for them. Let me see if I can review this. Um, there's no rush. There's no rush. What was the second one? The second one was... Enjoy what you already have. No, Gary, that was third. The one I just said was your cards have no memory of what you paid for them. And the other one I said was... Oh, it was so good, too. I don't know. That's why it's a podcast. You guys can rewind, re-listen, you know, get into it. But just know that your your cards, they, they don't have a memory. They don't owe you anything. They don't feel that emotional attachment and their their feelings say, I wish I could give you fifty dollars right now, but I can't. I'm just a I'm just a base. I'm just a a Don Russ, you know, paper card without any autos. They made too many of me. You know, hey, I wonder what we're going to find out with these prism things. Uh, another thing is like always be. I think it helps me. It helps a lot of you guys always be aware of when the next opportunity could be like in the middle of the down market. Maybe you see some positives coming. Maybe you're sitting on, you know, a Kyrie Irving rookie or. Uh, Mikhail Bridges silver autograph card and, and there's going to be some sort of a deal eventually involving players like that. You know, Colin Sexton, you've got a Colin Sexton one of one card somewhere. I would list those now at whatever price you're willing to take and maybe add 10, 20% to it because when that news hits about him signing with the Knicks or him getting traded to Brooklyn 
or Kyrie going to the Lakers. You know, actually, Kyrie's probably going to start his own team with, um, well, it'd probably just be Kyrie because nobody wants to play with him. So <laughs> I I just, I just, it's it's such a dumpster fire what's happened in Brooklyn. And I, fe- I feel bad for those fans. They didn't ask for this. Uh, I would just want you to know, uh, in a down market, don't get discouraged. It's not going to last forever. That goes for Brooklyn fan. That goes for basketball card collector and investor. It's not going to last forever. You might be like, oh no, I'm out of this. I might, I might not be. Actually, this is the time to take, you know, appreciate what you have. Learn what you need to learn. Prepare for some, some deals, some great deals. Like if you want, if there's cards you want to buy and hold forever, this is the time to buy them. This is the time to level up into them. Level up is what we say when we mean sell a few cheaper cards so that you've got enough money to buy a better card, a nicer card. Sell five of your $20 cards to buy a $100 card. That uh, that will retain its value better and has better upside. So that's when you're starting to look at numbered cards, autograph cards, rookie patch autos of players. You're looking not just... Hey, Gary, look, I got your super sleeper, Jalen Noel's Optic Shock. Well, good for you. That Actually, good for you. You can probably find that for a dollar in somebody's box this weekend. But if you like to, to take some risks... Oh, that was another one I was going to say. If you like to take some risks and you want a card with greater upside, then maybe you're looking at the Jalen Noel Rookie Patch Autos from Flawless or from... Certified or from National Treasures. Ah, National Treasures. The Treasures. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Nice, man. I am dangerous. Well, today's episode of Hoops and Cards is brought to you by... Well, unofficially, Starburst jelly beans. Those things are so good, I had to get a bag. I'm here driving around. Uh, I was heading to my son's baseball game tonight, and that's when I recorded part of this episode. And then I just got the call that one of those phone calls, you know, the interrupting, interrupting noises that uh, paused the podcast said, Hey, uh, the game's canceled due to rain. And I'm like, Ah. Oh, well, more time with you guys, Hoops and Cards fam. Hope you are, hope you're ready for the guy who rattles off a bunch of ideas about buying season without giving you specific points. <laughs> There's no rush. Enjoy what you have. Your cards have no memory of what they paid for them, what you paid for them. Buy stuff you're willing to hold for quite a while and sell stuff that you don't want to hold for quite a while, you know? I think another thing I've been doing is looking for things I enjoy investing in that are not basketball cards. Gasp. Yes. I I mean, one of you even called me out on it today. Hey, you posted a photo of a a baseball card that you ordered on eBay. I'm like, yes, I did. In fact, that that leads me to uh, a word of advice for you if you're selling or if you're buying during down season, hey, and you're shipping a card, make sure if you, one of the best things about eBay is that that printing a label that's like 53 cents or 73 cents, you know, for a card that's 
sold for less than 20 bucks, you can do that eBay standard plain white envelope, the PWE, right? Well, at least put some cardboard by that card, at least put some cardboard by that top loader card, because I, yes, I bought a $2.50 Joe Kenzie or John Kenzie Noel Bowman. He's a, a Guardians prospect. He's a local hit right now. He has more home runs than anybody in the minor leagues. So I'm like, ah, I'll just buy a couple of Bowman Chrome, you know, some of his first Bowmans. So one of them came yesterday in the mail in a plain white envelope that was bent in half. And so, yes, the card was bent in half. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I go falsetto when I'm surprised. What? And so, so uh, fortunately, the, the seller was quick to give me a full refund and bummer. I mean, that sometimes I ship things in a plain white envelope and I'm trying to put, you know, I've got a lot of cardboard boxes around. If you don't have cardboard boxes, those of you in the U.S. can just go to the post office and say, hey, um, can I have a few of those free shipping boxes? And they'll just give you, you know, in a down market, I'll take all the free stuff I can get. Hey, there you go. Ooh, in a down market, take all the free stuff you can get in a down market. Hey, that's time to go for people's dollar boxes or their 50 cent boxes. Take a uh, a seat with you and sit down next to somebody's dollar box of basketball cards this weekend or even gosh there's even some great deals on eBay for cards that are $5 or less your eBay searches what I'm saying is maybe this is the time that uh, we go back to what what cards are you finding in the dollar box that maybe shouldn't be there from this this current years when I say this current year I'm talking the the uh the Cade Cunningham class and you're digging for Don Russ rated rookies and lasers and autos and things. And you're like, give me some names, Gary. Give me some, what am I dig? I want to dig for gold. I don't want to just pull out a bunch of rocks. I want to dig for something valuable. Then, then yeah, Bones Highland and Cameron Thomas, you're not going to find Cade Cunningham and Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes in the guy's dollar box, but you will find Herb Jones. Let me say it again. You will find Herb Jones and Trey Mann you will find Marvin Bagley still. You will find Davion Mitchell. You will. You'll just, in the dollar box, in the $2 box. Now, I'm looking for lasers, not base, but numbered cards, absolutely love them. Right? And we're entering a weekend where everybody's going to be crazy about prism and silver prism and look at the new prism and 75th anniversary inserts and blah, blah, blah. I'm like... Yeah, I'm not I'm not rushing in right now to pay 5x, 10x what they're worth. By the way, when a card dealer says 10x, it means 10 times the value. Okay? You knew that. You're smart. You're from Erie PA. But that's just for everybody. When we cover conversations about basketball card investing and collecting, maybe it's time to go back to square one and say, "All right, I'm I'm willing to look through somebody's dollar box." their $2 box and find all, you know, you want to leave your Jalen Brunson's in there. Thank you very much. You want to leave your Anthony Simons in there. Thank you very much. You think Desmond Bain is a one hit wonder. So you're putting him in your $2 box or your $5 box for Desmond Bain prism rookies. Uh, uh-uh, I'm pulling those. I'm calling my shots for this week. The thing is, if you're going to dig, um, first of all, like I said, get in a comfortable position 
because it could take a while to flip through thousands of cards. I this Saturday I'll probably go walk around the whole card show and see what are the what are the places that have the cards that I want and narrow it down. If I'm looking for that Kawhi Leonard rookie that's underpriced right now, if I'm looking for uh, Josh Allen rated rookie that I think is a good deal going into the NFL season, and if, if I'm looking for, I think Vladdy Guerrero is awesome. So, but we're not supposed to talk about other sports here. Basketball card baby, come on. I'm looking for deals on LeBron James and two tw- 2012 rookies. I'm one. Here's another question, guys. How long are the Jokers rated? The, his rookies going to be so cheap? Two MVPs without much of a playoff presence, and next year he gets. You know what he's getting back? I had to pause and think about it. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., a much improved Bones Highland because that's all he does is improve. And then Aaron Gordon. Didn't they just trade Monte Morris and some things for some things? I just forget who they got. Oh, well. Why are the Joker's cards so cheap still? That's what I want to know, people. You talk. I've been talking too much. You tell me what you think. Send me a message, at Hoops and Cards, on Instagram. Or send me a voice message. You can do that uh, through Instagram Messenger as well. Or here on the, uh, in fact, on the today's show notes. All right? Here's the deal. Here's your next step. Okay? Don't just be a, a hearer or a listener. Be a doer. Be, be an active, you know, be, be proactive when it comes to your collector investor life, right? So so I would say take the link that I'm going to give you, anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash messages or whatever. It's going to say message. And uh, shoot me uh, some of your thoughts. Say, hey, here's what I'm doing to, to cope with it being a down season. Here's something I'm enjoying. Or here's some decisions I've made so that I don't make any stupid ones. I should say stupid ones. I don't want to make any stupid decisions like Bob, that Oklahoma Sooner. Bob Stoops. Man, you know when I drop Bob Stoop jokes, it's time to end the podcast. So if I mention a guy's name that I might find in a dollar box, it's because... I love those guys and I have found them in dollar boxes and I'm willing to buy and hold them for a long time. I have time capsule boxes of five to $10 value cards that I've just said, okay, I'm not opening this for three years. And it's full of Simons, Brunson, Maxi, Garland, Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., SGA. It's full of all those dudes. It's got Mikey Williams, Bowman next cards on in it. It's got all those prism draft cards that aren't worth anything now, but they say Cade Cunningham on the front, Anthony Edwards. What am I supposed to do? Just throw them away? No. Because maybe someday things will turn around. In fact, I believe that. And you talk to anybody who's invested or collected cards for more than five minutes or more than two years, they'll tell you, hey, you know what? Just like life, just like the stock market, there are seasons where it's all down. And... Some people can act like the sky is falling. Some people sold out. They don't have any cards. They uh, they took the loss and moved on. Well, that's fine. But there's so much more to this than making money. And there's so much more fun to this than a short-term fix. <laughs> this is, there's long-term profitability. And for, you know, if you're enjoying this, uh, there's some great buying opportunities right now to be had. So I'm so glad you guys have been listening. And hey, for next level stuff, in fact, I sent out, uh, 
insider email and then also did another episode of Hoops Plus yesterday. So if you want to join Hoops Plus, that is our next level subscriber supporter platform. The link for you is anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards. That's all written out. Hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. Love to have you guys join. I think it would be awesome. And uh, yeah, you do get deeper conversation about, and I usually, I tell you things earlier as I'm kind of chewing on that, I kind of like process stuff out loud with the hoops. Plus you, you guys are kind of like the, uh, the research, the think tank, the, uh, the elite team, if you will, because they're always giving me ideas and feedback. Some of them have started their own podcasts and I love it. Dirk Nashti, love what you're doing. Camden, Nathaniel, love what you guys are doing. So go for it. And if you have not yet joined Hoops Plus, it ain't too late, right? We're here. We're here playing the long game. So it's been great being with you guys. Hey, some news will probably break soon, whether it's Colin Sexton, Kevin Durant, but not Kyrie. Kyrie's got to be in the headlines for as long as he possibly can. So we'll be talking about Kyrie until... Garland. I'm telling you, he is a, he's something else. You got to be quick with me. I'm from Erie, PA.